0: The following program was made possible by Ward's lawyers. Find us at wardlegal.ca. Hi, I'm Denny Gringell, and you're listening to The Advocate Podcast, stories from Kawartha Lakes.
1: I'm hoping that some of the songs made a connection with them, bring joy to other people's lives in that process. That, that's what would make it so much more special.
0: That is singer-songwriter Sean Jameson poised to take the stage at the Flatow Academy Theatre later this week. We sit down with a local singer-songwriter and elementary school teacher later in the program. We'll also take you to the raising of a flag at City Hall that has special significance leading up to a very significant December 6th. And if you're looking for a gig, a paid gig, how about becoming an investigator for the city, but not the kind of TV-like investigator who investigates human mammals. Okay, I've said too much. Stick around and that mystery will be solved. This is The Advocate Podcast, stories from Kawartha Lakes. The 16 Days of Activism Against Gender-Based Violence leads ultimately to December 6. That is the National Day of Remembrance and Action on Violence Against Women. Women's Resources of Kortha Lakes marked Day 1 with the wrapped encouraged flag-raising ceremony held at City Hall. The Advocate podcast was there to capture some of the voices and the emotion of that day from representatives of Women's Resources, as well as from some of our municipal leaders. With some music via wonderful performances by Linda Brown, here's some of what was expressed at that special ceremony. Tell
2: me something, Are you happy in this world? Sort of a celebration. It's a remembrance and a celebration. Uh, Today, November 25th, of course, marks the uh, International Day for the Elimination of Violence Against Women, and it starts the 16 days of activities to end gender-based violence against women. In the past 52 weeks, 52 women and or children have been victims of gender-based violence and lost their lives, and it just speaks to the continued need Um, to work with our communities, um, with our systems, with our processes to make sure that things are more equitable for women they have access to housing the systems that work address their needs One of the things we know is with just about every um, murder of women, there's an inquest, and we have pages and pages and pages of recommendations that should be followed to improve our response to domestic violence and to our our social service systems. And yet, women are still falling through the cracks and being murdered every day. Myself. I'm all We'll, um, comment that I'm really thrilled to see uh, four of our counselors here this year, which is just amazing. Um, we really appreciate their support because of course women's resources can't do this work alone. We need to do it in conjunction with our community and we're very, very fortunate in the City of Porta Lakes that our community from our municipal leaders to our citizens, um, to our businesses, to our wonderful police force, um, supports and and really is an ally in the work we do. So we appreciate that.
3: day that we're here to do these things and recognize what needs to be done it's a sad day and a sad time that we have to do them so I, I have kind of mixed emotions today about this in, in terms of uh, being a sad day that that in this day and age, There is still violence against women and violence indeed against anybody, but particularly women. This is devastating and we gotta do better. I don't know how we do that, but we have to do better. It's not
4: acceptable.
3: to show our support by talking about these issues and checking in on friends, family and neighbors. Volunteer and donate to the women's resource center and most importantly, show survivors that we care about them and they're not alone by taking action today.
2: Whereas Black, Indigenous, South Asian, and Southeast Asian women and girls continue to experience high rates of violence, including femicide, and were overrepresented within the Ontario Association of Interval and Transition Houses 2020 2021 annual femicide list. And whereas the COVID 19 pandemic has increased barriers to support and services for su- survivors of gender-based violence and their children. Uh, a in Courage 2022 campaign flag will be raised in recognition that the courage of a woman alone is not enough. It takes an entire community to end gender-based violence. And now, therefore, We proclaim and declare that November 25th, 2022 shall be known as the International Day for the Elimination of Violence Against Women and urge all citizens to recognize this day by taking action to support survivors of gender-based violence and becoming part of Ontario-wide efforts to end gender-based violence.
4: I'm driven by,
0: something I can't explain. Also in attendance at that ceremony, each making sizable contributions towards a new women's resources project that we will tell you about in a coming episode Frank Geerlinks from Kawartha Home Hardware Group, Carissa Ward and Melissa Weems of Ward's Lawyers, Brad Fraser from Kinsman, and Jen Kirstens from Rogers Group. All true, very community minded people of, of the Lakes. The Advocate Podcast is brought to you by those good people we just mentioned, Wards Lawyers. The team at Wards can meet all your legal needs, no matter how large or how small. Learn about their wide array of legal services at wardlegal.ca. We are also part of the Advocate Online in the Advocate Magazine. Each entity is 100% local media. Here's publisher Roderick Benz to tell us what we can expect in the brand new December issue of the magazine. We like to think of Kawartha Lakes as a friendly place, but lately it's felt a lot less polite. The good news, we can fix that. So writes Nancy Payne in the cover story for December's Advocate magazine. We also have our annual Roses and Thorns that we hand out to people, places, or things in the city, the things we like and the things we don't. We've also asked our new council the tough questions in this issue. Things like, what's your favorite book and movie? Heck, Team Advocate even answered those questions in case you're wondering what we're watching or reading. All this and more in the latest edition. Grab a copy at Kemp Place Mall or Smitty's in Lindsay or M's Bake Shop in Kobukonk, among dozens more places across Kawartha Lakes. For farmers, raising livestock can be stressful. Constantly wary that your livelihood, your income, could succumb to predators. For farmers who do lose livestock this way, there is assistance available from the Ontario Wildlife Damage Compensation Program. That is governed provincially but administered locally. Now by administered locally, we mean municipalities send out livestock predation investigators for an on-site examination to determine if the farmer is, indeed, eligible for compensation. The City of Quarth Lakes is looking to recruit nine such investigators. It is a paid position, $60 per visit plus a mileage allowance. Joel Watts is the Deputy Clerk with the C of KL. He also grew up on a farm, so he knows from whence he speaks. I met with Joel Watts at City Hall. I wanted to know why this program is important
5: and what's involved in this unique job. These investigators are assigned to go out uh, to the scenes of various animal crimes, if you will, and uh, where wildlife or uh, a dog uh, attack uh, livestock um, to the point where they are injured and needing veterinary care or where there is a loss. Um, the investigator will be called upon by various livestock uh, producers, farmers, um, and have them come and investigate to determine what type of animal killed their livestock or damaged their, their herd. And uh, the investigators are trained in such a way that they can uh, know what type of evidence to collect uh, on site uh, and take pictures and fill out uh, paperwork and uh, documentation and then they will determine uh, what uh, was the cause of the loss. The real critical part is they have to determine whether or not it was wildlife or a dog that caused the loss uh, because the end game here is really compensation. So this is outside of whatever general insurance
0: the farmer might have on uh, on their own. You're, it's compensation that is offered through OMAFRA.
5: That's right. And so uh, insurance itself is actually deducted from the uh, amount. So if there is insurance supply, uh, then this program wouldn't apply uh, to that farmer. But if the farmer doesn't have insurance, uh, then certainly they can apply for this program. There are other couple restrictions too uh, when it comes to the size of the herd uh, or it, whether or not a farmer is registered with AgriCorp. That's an important because you have to have a farm business registration number to be able to apply. And so hobby farmers that have a couple chickens may not be eligible. What's really interesting is actually I was uh, spending some time just looking over the numbers uh, for Cortha Lakes. And Kawartha Lakes is an extremely unique municipality in Ontario uh, just because we're so geographically large. And uh, the other interesting component to Corth Lakes is we're really where the agricultural areas of Southern Ontario meet the Northern Canadian Shield. That Northern Canadian Shield tends to be the preference for coyotes, wolves, these type of predators that tend to be the uh, problem uh, causing uh, to various livestock. So it's almost like you have two
0: ecosystems kind of overlapping here.
5: Right, but also too, there are some concern for bears. Um, uh, and then in the far northern areas of the Lakes, there are uh, reported cases of wolves. But then smaller animals, smaller livestock do uh, regularly uh, get attacked by smaller things, like you said, raccoons, weasels, minks. Even birds, uh, like a raven, can uh, get to the place to that they might attack a calf. So we're dealing right now about one a week one claim a week from uh, the various farmers but uh, previously that was twice as many we're also seeing too a lot more education on just uh, how to protect your livestock from wildlife
0: what kind of person really are you looking for to take on this job because I know that there's a certain attraction that the forensics of it and then the the excitement of it but it's not for everybody so what are you looking for
5: You're right, it's not for everyone, and it was certainly a surprise to me when I saw some of the initial photographs that we see in the clerk's office. You don't initially assume that you're starting a job at City Hall to see all these uh, gruesome documents uh, in front of you. So uh, there is certainly an element that you have to be okay with uh, seeing dead animals, because that's going to be part of the job. And not just dead, but somewhat...
0: uh devastated animals.
5: That's correct. And it is really uh, shocking. It's certainly your initial couple times. Uh, but uh, those who are used to it uh, might be better suited uh, for the job itself. And so we uh, often state that we're looking for uh, investigators who may have experience in raising livestock, uh, those who uh, have experience in valuation of livestock, uh, those who maybe have a background in veterinary care, or wildlife tracking and identification, because that's a big part of the job is to identify what type of wildlife killed the livestock. We're not expecting that every candidate would have all four of those uh, backgrounds, but one of them, with the additional training, uh, is usually sufficient. So thankfully our friends at OMAFRA, the Ontario Ministry of Agriculture, Food, Rural and Fairs, they supply a lot of excellent training. And then the first couple times for those investigators who are new, we'll ask them to be paired up for the first couple claims with an investigator who is more experienced. Uh, so that way they can go out to the field and, and talk with someone who has some actual uh, field experience and be able to complete the form together.
0: For the person out there who's considering this, what's the one piece of either warning or advice you would offer them? Because on the surface, it sounds exciting. I'm going to go out to this farm, I'm going to do some investigating. It's There's a certain almost television element to it. But clearly you're, you're dealing with personalities too, and they're going
5: to be dealing with farmers who've lost uh, livestock. Well, certainly I would think it's not the most glamorous of positions, but it, it's an important one. And uh, it, it isn't something that a person might expect to do you know uh, necessarily every week uh, or even every month just depends on how hungry the coyotes are in any given time period you're you're part of the process but you're not the be-all end-all that all that responsibility isn't necessarily on you yourself and so uh, where a farmer may disagree with your decision if you determine that it wasn't a loss due to wildlife then at least you've got someone else to blame
0: If you think you have what it takes to be a livestock predation investigator, contact the City of Quartha Lakes, but you got to act fast. Applications close December 2nd at 4.30 p.m.
2: My name is Maria Francis from Wards Lawyers in Lindsay, your official sponsor of The Advocate Podcast, Stories from Quartha Lakes.
0: song called just let it go from the debut ep of the same name by sean jameson who will be at the Flatow academy theater on december 3rd you can come back features a full slate of performers including the ditch lilies goodnight sunrise and looking for heather sean has been writing and performing original songs for much of his life but this upcoming concert marks his first real big venue gig I make the point that this is Sean's first big show because with genuine, grateful humility, he he makes that point often. And when I sat down with Sean, who's a teacher at Alexandra Public School in Lindsay, he also talked a lot about what this milestone as a musician means to him. He also talked a lot not about himself, instead wanting to divert attention many of the people who influenced and supported and believed in him as a musician but also as a person. So here's what you need to know. Wally is his former high school guitar teacher, Walt Kochabucker. You'll hear him mentioned. Phil Heeslip is with the Ditch Lilies, one of the other acts on that December 3 bill. He also mentions singer-songwriter Julian Taylor, whom you've heard on this show in previous episodes. But rest assured that I do manage to get Sean Jameson to also talk about Sean Jameson.
1: I'm not used to this and it's um it's very cool. The fact yeah, the fact that I'm getting interviewed is interesting. I never thought that this would be happening because when I released my music in August, that was my goal, was just to release music. Because when I was 25, I'm 38 now, I was putting an album together and I was recording stuff. And everything that I, the people I was working with and everything kind of felt it just fell apart and then other priorities started taking over in my life and I didn't know if I didn't know when or if this was always a goal of mine was just to release some of my own original music and now that I've done it now now I'm looking beyond that
0: so given what Your other job is as a teacher, what does even just strumming alone in your house mean to you? Ah, it's, it's just, it can be
1: just relief, you know, it can, it can just, your mind forgets any stresses, any problems because yeah, with any, with any job or with anyone's life, there are always stresses and whether it, you're dealing with coping with someone else's problems, or you're trying, you know, and you're and you're thinking about them and and how to help them, or your own, or your family, your friends, or whoever, yeah. If I sit down with my guitar and I'm either playing something, or for me, when I even when I, if I can start writing something and I can focus my attention on uh, a theme or a concept that that helps me get out of my own head, and like sometimes I'll come home. And the first thing I'll do is grab the guitar. And even if it's just for 20 minutes, I just need to sit down for 20 minutes. It's almost like a reset where it's going to help me fill up my cup so that I can continue to be a decent human. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it.
4: Life is a crazy ride with bumps in the road sometimes.
1: I don't know if I'm a introvert, extrovert, or any of that, or maybe a combination of the two, but I know that definitely that alone time, and if I have a guitar in my hand or if I'm thinking about music or writing music or, you know, practicing, whatever the case may be, it is definitely therapeutic for me, 110%. And and sometimes, whether they're in my own life or whether they're even problems, or maybe it's just life, you know, Um, whether it's my own life or or other people's life, I tend to write sometimes that inspires some of my writing. Just how happy Wally's been a huge, he's been, he's been one of my biggest supporters. That man is incredible. He's inspiring. He's giving. He is so talented. He's so brilliant. Um, he was my t- guitar teacher in high school. I, I didn't really have a, a musical background growing up as a kid, and I was mostly mostly athletics and that sort of thing. So I think I discovered music later, in, like in my teens, right? And not because I remember like being in grade seven, and Phil Heeslip, who's um, the lead singer and guitar player for the Ditch Lilies, and he was already a phenomenal guitar player then. And I'd never even picked up a guitar in my life. And so Phil's always been someone that I've looked up to musically, in terms, of especially with guitar
4: playing. Take hold of my hand and take a step with me. We may not be perfect.
1: I know Without Wally, I don't think this would I, I don't think I would be into music right now. I really truly don't believe it whatsoever. He was my guitar teacher in high school. Um, and he gave all students a platform and an opportunity. And and, fo- and, and and fostered, you know, songwriting, gave us opportunities to perform, whether it was in the cafeteria, the atrium, whether it was, you know, events outside by the, the, the track. Um, and then he was at, like, the very first... We were at a battle of the bands at the venue in Peterborough at the time. I think it was called The Vibe Nightclub. Um, and he was there. Like, you know, he's there. He's there supporting us. He's there. And without that, like, I didn't know what to do i just i I was just thinking hey i like green day and i like offspring back in the you know when i was a kid we were in the hockey dressing room listening to that stuff cranking it i have songs on the album that was from a dream that my father had he woke up wait for me was actually that whole that song the concept for that song my father woke up and he had a dream and he wrote down all these lyrics um and so i took those lyrics he wanted toby keith to write a song using those lyrics but I was like, sorry dad this might be the best you've got As me here i'll try to do something with them for you what was his reaction so, when,
0: when, when you took ownership of it
1: um well he uh at the time he was still emailing toby keith and uh <laughs> and i just kind of took it and, and ran with it
4: Of heaven, but you gonna wait for me. God knows you're pretty, all the angels will want you. You've gotta wait for me.
1: My dad's health has been hasn't been the greatest, so he um so after when he shared those lyrics with me, I kind of I kind of took them and and ran with him a bit. He didn't know... He doesn't play an instrument or he, he, you know, he doesn't uh, songwrite per se. um, But but, he inspired this song. Oh, big time. Yeah, this this song wouldn't exist without him. I remember Dad explaining the concept of the song. He's like, Sean, you know, it's about... It's about someone who uh, has lost their loved one and they're terrified. They're terrified because they are so beautiful that... All the angels are gonna want them. All the angels are gonna take them away. Angels are supposed to be good, but she's so beautiful that all the angels are gonna they're gonna take her away. They're gonna wanna be with her because she's so beautiful, and this man's terrified of that. That's the concept of the song. He said, even God, even God's gonna want to take her away because she's so beautiful.
4: I can't live down here much longer without you.
1: We just came back from a little trip on Thursday together to uh, from Sunnybrook, and he—it um, was just a nice experience to experience that with him, and, and and be able to chat with him a little bit more. So, um, it's quite the gift—the gift to your dad, and yeah. That he inspired. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. He was—that it was, it was spe- that special to me for sure. there are people like julian taylor that i that i've been speaking with um recently actually that i'm hoping to uh you know pick his but he seems like a a brilliant guy and he's very he's been nothing but genuine and extremely kind to me and so i'm looking i have his number now so it's it's awesome so now he can text and, and make that happen um but he's been super supportive over like the first time i met him was last last year at Murphy's in uh in Fenland it was that open mic I was telling you about and I had just seen Julian perform on Indigenous Day on the TV and I recognized him and so I was asking about that and I started talking to him and then when I we Catherine and I went up to do our set um Julian popped on and for the last couple songs so that was a really cool experience and then ever since then there's been this yeah he's but he's inspiring you know mm-hmm. he he yeah, I look up to him and, and he's been nothing but um, kind to me. The last time I saw him, he just said, Sean, congratulations, you know, on releasing your first EP. He sounds great. He's like, I love what you're doing. I love your stuff. And hearing that from someone like him, like, wow.
4: Of course, while
0: When was that moment, Sean, when you realized, I know what I'm doing? this I can do this I can perform in front of people I can put together uh, an EP when did you when were you able to call yourself a musician and not a teacher who plays music on the side oh geez um
1: yeah I'm constantly wanting to grow uh with with my my lyrical writing and and my playing and, and everything I mean I I don't know I don't know if there's like, it might be here in this moment. It might be right now because I'm sitting in front of, you know, a, a microphone. And this is my first time having an interview. I know I'm performing at the Academy. And I know I've been performing, you know, in, in some pubs and restaurants and in other stages. You know, Ribfest and other, you know, venues and that sort of thing. But um, I just think baby steps. I still think, like, there's so many aspects of this business if you want to, if I can even call this a business for me at this point, um, I mean it's been a passion that's turned and slowly morphing into something else, and I think, um, it, which is very cool. I think it's a it's a it's a journey um, that I'm enjoying, and I want to, and I want to see where it goes. And it all just stemmed from me wanting to be creative and and make music. Hi, this is Sean Jameson. I'll be performing at the Flato Academy Theatre on December 3rd as part of You Can Come Back. I'm from Lindsay, Ontario, and you're listening to The Advocate Podcast Stories from Kawartha Lakes.
0: That December 3rd concert at the Flato Academy Theatre titled You Can Come Back also features The Ditch Lilies, "Goodnight Sunrise, and Looking for Heather, as well as Sean Jameson, the very humble and talented Sean Jameson. Reserved seating at Ticketmaster.ca. You can also get them at the door and not expensive. They're like 25 bucks. Time to thank some of the folks who make this show possible. Denise Waldron for tipping us to that story of livestock predator investigators. Wards Lawyers for being our official and exclusive sponsor for going on three years now. Go to wardlegal.ca. Not just a super cool and fun website, but it is a great way to learn of all their legal services that can meet any of your legal needs. Gerald Van Halteren created and performed our theme music. You can catch Gerald performing regularly live in person at the and Horses, often along with another great musician, Linda Brown, whose music you heard at the top of the show in that report on that special flag raising. The Advocate Podcast, Stories from Quarth Lakes, is written, produced, and hosted by me, Denis Grignon. Please reach out to us via our Facebook or Instagram pages. Give us your thoughts on the show, what you'd like to hear, and yeah, suggest story ideas. And please subscribe, rate, and tell others about us. That will ensure our continued growth. We are back in two weeks. Be safe. Drive safe, it's getting slick out there, right? Eh?
2: So we continue to have a lot of work that we have to do um, to end violence against women.